0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Midlothian, say that ten times fast, Virginia, with a very special guest by the name of Brad Novak. Brad, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Let's go for it. All right, we're going to have some fun. Now, before I introduce you, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Brad? Brad?
1: Uh Well, my most of my friends know, I think, but uh, I am a musician. I played saxophone from elementary school through college.
0: And do you still play? Uh,
1: unfortunately, I had to sell it to buy one of the many cars that I've owned. <laughs> you. <laughs> but yeah. now that I have a child, I do plan on getting another one so I can kind of teach him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the new little baby. Uh, Know how that goes. Sleepless nights. Uh, is he sleeping through the night yet?
1: For the last three nights, yes, but he's he's actually finally healthy. Oh, <laughs> he's okay. been sick since January with various uh, daycare ailments.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, that happens, too, building up the immune system, as they say. Yep, so uh, yep. well, I'm glad he's the little guy's doing well. Yeah, get back into that music. Um, as you can see, we're talking to each other. I've got a guitar hanging on the wall here, and I need mm-hmm. to pick it up more often. used to play a lot, used to teach guitar to little kids when I was in high school to make money in the summertime. But I've had a large number of guests on the show in the automotive field that are musicians and it's kind of interesting some that were uh, professional musicians in the back and of course uh probably one of the more famous ones is uh john oates of holland oates who was a guest Mm -hmm. on the show which was pretty cool i didn't know he was a car guy until i met him at a Sport event and he's quite the car guy so uh very cool well let me give you a proper introduction here brad novak is the break Uh, Yeah, the break. In the Break (laughs) Fix podcast, he produces and hosts with his business partner, Eric, who's a past guest here on Cars Yeah. Every week, Brad and Eric interview motorsports and automotive enthusiasts, I'm very proud that I'm going to be a guest on their show next month. That's pretty cool. Sharing their stories and their enthusiasm. His career the past 22 years was in finance, uh, working in credit unions and financial institutions. But he's a lifelong automotive enthusiast who has been a drag racer, a road racer, HPDE driving instructor, autocross, off-roader, and he rides motorcycles too. Just about everything. It's pretty safe to say that if it rolls on rubber, Brad loves it. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. They keep the fuel in the tank here. Give them a little love, please. And we'll be right back. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions, and it's treated with an extra UV-resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV, rain, and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit, with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover, and I have a deal for you. Use the code ya 21 Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus Free shipping, that's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code ya 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance, what a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866 ac one yeah that's 866 224 9324. Tell him you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So Brad, we are back. So I'm going to dive a little deeper into the corner. You had this background in finance, but your passion was with cars. And it sounds like you finally decided to kind of make a bit more of a move. And I want to talk a little bit about all the different automotive things you've been doing. And then we're going to dive into the Brake Fix podcast, why you started it, what it's all about, because I know a little bit about the podcasting world here after been doing this for a while. (laughs) Uh, But cars, bikes, everything that rolls, what gives?
1: You know, I don't know where it started. I mean, I, I have an idea, but when I was a little kid, you know, my brother and I would play with our Matchbox cars and our Hot Wheels, but it didn't come from my father. I mean, he's not very much a car guy. He was in his teens. You know, he, he built and destroyed an AMC. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but he, he had an AMC that he took to a buddy, because you know, we all have a friend that we take our cars to, to hop up. Uh, and, but since he got rid of that car, he's been more into like trucks and boats and fishing and things like that. So I didn't get the car bug from him. My only guess is that I got it from my mother, who when I was born, she had a a late 70s V6 Camaro, um, that I, I remember a little bit. I don't remember going for very many rides in it because I was, you know, just a baby, but I, if I had to guess where in my family, I got the car bug from, it would be my mom. But other than that, nobody else in my family is really into to cars. So I don't know how uh, I gravitated towards them, but it just kind of happened from, from the Hot Wheels and Matchbox car days when I was wee, a wee little tot. I remember my brother and I used to debate, you know, because I was like seven and he was, you know, three years younger than me. He was four. So if you can imagine what an elementary school debate sounds like, um, the Lamborghini was always the fastest followed by the ferrari and then the porsche and that, that was that was the end of the debate that was it and all three of them were red so
0: well of course they have to be what well, you've gotten into a lot of seriousness with a lot of things i mentioned in your intro a lot of driving stuff racing stuff uh, instructing other drivers autocross off-roading motorcycles uh, when you started getting into this how did you start and where did you start driving and what were you driving
1: uh, so my first car was a Honda Civic, a '91 Civic that I inherited from my father. Um, but I always used to to tear up the the highways with this 90 horsepower, you know, four speed Civic. Uh, and from there, I mean, I, obviously, I didn't do any racing or anything with that. That was just you know my my being dumb in high school car. Um, but from there, I I upgraded to a 2001 GTI which was the first car that I bought for myself just out of high school. Uh, and I remember Eric was, you know, my, my co-host Eric. that He's already been on your show. Um, he was in autocross. And I mean, you've got his car background, and his whole family was in the cars. And yeah. from birth, he, he came out with an Audi badge on him a volkswagen badge i can't remember which one it was somewhere
0: but, on his rear end yeah yeah it, it,
1: his birthmark is a volkswagen badge somewhere funny uh i won't i won't say where <laughs> um, but so I, I i rekindled like a friendship that i had with him because we met in high school you know through freshman year uh spanish class you know and everything and i remember he autocrossed and he was like yeah you should bring that car out and we should go autocrossing so You know, 2001, 2002, I kind of did, you know, autocrossing with him and his father ran the, if I'm remembering correctly, he ran the Potomac region of the Porsche Club here in in Maryland or where I used to live in Maryland. Uh, And he would, they would hold autocrosses at Tipton Airfield near Fort Meade. So we did that for an entire summer. Unfortunately, then 9-11 happened and they shut down the access to the airfield. And autocrosses, especially with PCA, kind of moved around a little bit. So we kind of got out of, I got out of autocross a little bit and started getting more into the drag racing. Some of the friends that I had met made in college were more than drag racing. They had Camaros and Mustangs, and there was an errant Chevy Cavalier running around with mm. us too. <laughs> but I always had this feud between my my four cylinder turbo GTI and this other guy with a V six Camaro, uh, and we were going at each other all the time. You know, I ended up getting the better of him. You know, on the drag strip, and then he got mad and put a supercharger on his car and, and everything. Like that. <laughs> I'll get but you that, exactly, but that led me to the the, the drag racing. Uh, and then at one point, because they all had Camaros, I kind of every, every once in a while I get the, the the bug to keep up with the Joneses. So I got yeah. rid of the GTI and bought a Z twenty eight, which I drag race as well. You know, once I got the Z twenty eight, the V six Camaro argument between me and him were was pretty much killed. So that is where I guess I started the drag racing, and I started following my friends and kind of started flipping cars i had the camaro for a couple years unfortunately that car i had to retire um because i ran it into a horse trailer Uh-oh. not not on purpose obviously but uh, i was <laughs> yeah. driving on some driving on some back roads and then a uh, it was a it wasn't a dark it was you know during the day on a sunday but there was a blind corner uh and i was coming up over this hill and this truck was Making a left turn, you know, hauling a horse trailer, he turned right in front of me. Thankfully, there were there were no animals in the trailer. Okay, it probably would okay. have been a much worse accident if there were. But the car was totaled. I knocked the trailer completely off the truck. Um, if anybody knows me on socials, my my handle everywhere is Mister Ed Killed My Z. Oh my gosh! That, that's pretty much <laughs> where where that came from. Um, but but from there, I, I I dabbled with Mustangs. I got back into a GTI. I got out of a GTI. I've had STIs. I've had. You know trucks. I've got a Tundra now. I've had Suburbans. You know a couple of different Camaros. I mean, I've been all over the place. I've run the gamut uh, when it comes to vehicles. I've had a couple of Jeeps, uh, which led me into the off-roading um, for a little bit. I don't know. I just on I just love you know cars, and they just give me a feeling of freedom, and I can escape. You know, it's just nothing better than hopping into a car, going on a nice drive or a, a vehicle, a Jeep or something on the trail, and just putting on some good music and just hanging out with your friends to kind of bring bring people together.
0: You're a bit addicted, my friend.
1: I, I am, unfortunately. My, my wallet... Hates me for it.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it loves it. Wallets are designed to be open and emptied. That's what they're all about. Filled, exactly. Emptied, filled, emptied.
1: You can't take it with you, right? So you might as well just spend it all.
0: Well, and then yeah, I guess.
1: And then on, on top of all that, uh, I sprinkled in a couple motorcycles just because I thought I wanted to be a motorcycle rider. Um, so I, I had a – my first bike was a 99 Ducati 748 uh, that I loved. I bought it used from a guy. He just – sometimes things just align. I had in my head, you know, I want this motorcycle. I want a Ducati. And then a friend of a friend said, oh, I know someone who's selling one. And it just it just happened. And then my, my next bike was a, a Hayabusa. Uh, and then I almost killed myself on that. So I scared myself to the point yeah, where I, I wanted to – I think so. Yeah, it was – one night on a dark highway, I was doing about 160, 170. Ooh. And I, I could barely see what was going on in front of me. The trees looked like just a blur. You know, the highway itself, the lines on the road were a blur. So once I survived that ride, I parked it and I listed it for sale and I got rid of it like a week later. Smart. Because th- this is just not for me. I did get back into a bike, I got a Yamaha Raider for a year or so. But at that point, I love the idea of owning a motorcycle. I don't actually like riding them that much. Yeah.
0: They can <laughs> There's be, just uh, so much. Yeah. A lot can go wrong, especially today with all these uh, people that are you know, watching their phones so much. And 748 Ducati uh, sometime when we have a longer time together, asked me about a guy that worked with me and he rode his 748 through the plate glass window into my office. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy, oh my, that was a crazy day. Well, let's talk about Break Fix. Now I know why you're the break in Break Fix. <laughs> I get it now. It all comes clear. The Break Fix podcast, you know, having been a podcast for, for as long as I have, I've learned a lot. And when I started, I'd tell people I was a podcaster and they say, oh, what? They had no idea what it was. Most of the guests that are on my show had never even listened to one. Some still haven't, uh, which is amazing to me because there's so many out there. But you and your buddy uh, Eric started this Breakfix podcast. Why'd you start it? What's it all about?
1: Uh, it started. We, we we've talked about it for a while, um, and it's just I don't know. It, we 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 wrote a whole bunch of articles that we put on our website. It didn't seem like some of them would they'd hit or miss. But a lot of people don't like to read, mm. you know, for some reason. Because in this new day and age, um, with people the way they consume media, it's it's got to be really quick and it's got to hit really fast. Uh, and the reading of the articles and it just didn't seem to be doing it. But we still had a bunch of stories that we wanted to tell. Um, we still had ideas and things. So we thought, you know, maybe we just turn it into you know something. Uh, I thought either like a podcast or even like a YouTube channel, a video. Um, but like doing video production is even more, you know, (laughs) time intensive and complicated than, than even podcast, um, production, which, you know, Eric knows all that, but that that's complicated in in and of itself. Um, but we were going to the track, we had all these stories that we gathered from all these people that we were hanging out with and we wanted to tell those stories, but we never really got a. We never really got the bug to, to do it until COVID happened, and we weren't going to the track anymore. Suddenly, everybody's schedule freed up, and it started, really, we just started doing a couple Zoom happy hours to keep everybody engaged, and people were still talking, um, telling stories about the good old days, you know, the, back in 2019, so far away, um, when they could go to the track still, and then we just started recording things, and we thought, you know, we could turn, we could turn this into a show. Um, so we we ultimately did. I think it was June of either twenty twenty, yeah, June of twenty twenty, June or July. Eric and I just sat down and we're like, you know what? Let's just do it. You know, let's just put on our microphones. Let's just start talking and see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then that's where our our origin story kind of came from uh, on the, our very first episode. Um, we had a lot of criticism <laughs> from you know people in our families, a lot of opinions and advice on how to change it. So. We kind of re-recorded the pilot episode and made it more, you know, podcast friendly with the advice that we we received, more, I guess, listener friendly. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of, we've just moved on from there. The show has evolved a little bit. It's changed more from kind of silly stories and... You know, and joking around, and what ifs, and what should I buy? We still have some of those episodes, but now it's more about telling the stories of other people. It's not just telling our stories; it's other people in the industry, you know, that may not have an opportunity or a platform to get their story heard. You know, that's so. Now we're here. We've developed this fan base. We've developed this platform, and now we want to help others you know, get their story out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way to do it. That's. That was my whole why story is sharing other people's inspiring mm. stories because uh, yeah. you, you found out real quick, and many people do. You only have so many of your own stories to tell, and then you start retelling the same stories, and the fishes get bigger, and then the stories lose credibility and you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Have you had a, what I call a driving inspiration in your life, some type of mentor or influencer? I
1: have a couple – I would definitely list Eric as one uh, because, I mean, as he mentioned on his interview, uh, he his work ethic and everything he got from his father and his family, um, he uh, his work ethic and his ability to just get stuff done inspires me. I swear he never sleeps. I think he closes his eyes from like 12 to 6, yeah. um, but he's not actually sleeping. I think his mind is still working and churning out the next great idea. Uh, and then... Uh, my wife, for one, she inspires me because she's a much different person than I am. She, I used to be a very pessimistic, and cynical person. She's very much more an optimist uh, and uh, just a happy-go-lucky, you know, person. And she's kind of brought brought me out of my shell a little bit when it comes to my pessimism. She kind of she's always quick to to stop me when I start going down that path and just well think of it this way. And, and she's always right. And then another is, <laughs> yes, my wife is always right. I'm sure every husband that's listening to the show right now will, will say that.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's how you stay married for a long time.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then I just recently found this guy over the last couple of years, and I'll talk about him when we get to the book section of your, your, your interview. But David Goggins. Oh Yeah. Uh, he, he's in a, a fascinating Person and an amazing individual. And he's just kind of, he inspires me to just never give up and never think that anything is out of reach or out of grasp.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know who he is. So that's very cool. We'll talk about him in a little bit. We'll take a short break. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about some challenges. Love the challenge question here. Sometimes it's (laughs) it's a little uh, rough to go down that road, but it always ends up very positive. So keep that in mind and we'll be right back. I've teamed up with Auto Geek because well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from Auto Geek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection against Against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to AutoGeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. AutoGeek.net, that's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. I've discovered Linkage, it's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market. We all count on skilled auto technicians to ensure that our families and ourselves are safe on the road, that an airplane will get me safely to my destination, that trucks are moving the stock to shelves of essential parts and things that we need. That's why TechForce Foundation's slogan is so appropriate. When techs rock, America rolls. I love that. TechForce is a charity of cars, yeah, and like all charities, They need our support. If you love cars and can relate to the young person's desire to turn their passion into a career, go to techforce.org today and donate or become a volunteer. That's techforce.org. So let's talk about this challenge, obstacle failure, something that kind of stopped you in your tracks, perhaps. But more importantly, what was that lesson learned? If you take your wife's way of looking at things, you know, even if something seems bad, there's some lesson there, maybe another door opening. I like her spirit. That's pretty cool. So let's talk about that. Is there something in your life that you learned a really valuable, positive lesson from, even though the experience wasn't so great?
1: Uh, One thing I've definitely learned over my career and, you know, in life is that the grass is not always greener. When my wife and I got married... We bought a house uh, that was a significant distance from where I was working at the time. Uh, And I had to make a decision. Either I was going to do a 60 plus mile one way commute or I was going to find a new job. And I. I put some viewers out, found a new job. It was actually with somebody that I had known before, you know, that I thought I had a, a good relationship with. Well, it turns out that was not a good situation for me. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible six months of my life and my professional career. Uh, and I basically I spent the whole time trying to get out of it uh, and then it, ultimately I ended up just leaving I, I just left the company left, thankfully my life was wife was able to you know financially support us and I was able to find a part-time job just to, to get me by until I could find something else uh, and then the next job after that I mean I had a string of a couple like not so great you know jobs in the finance world that really made me rethink whether I even wanted to be in finance anymore period uh, I started looking for other career paths I didn't have the the knowledge or the the, the experience to jump into something like it which all my friends are doing uh, at one point i i thought about going back to school and becoming a nurse um because that's something that that's what my mom was i knew many people that were nurses uh back in elementary school they had those you know silly little vocational tests oh sure yeah my mine told me in fifth grade that i should be a nurse really <laughs> so interesting. It was like, yeah they're very interesting very weird um but so i, I looked into that while I was doing that, I was still looking for another job. I found a job that I actually love now. I'm back in an industry that I, I care about, you know, the credit union world, the finance world. Uh, and so basically, the, the moral of the story or the failure was that I, I left a job for something that I thought was going to be ideal. It doesn't always turn out that way. The grass is not always greener, uh, but don't stop looking. Uh, I learned that, you know, just keep going. Uh, You're going to fail, but it's just a a minor blip in the the grand scheme things.
0: Yeah. You know, the other obvious lesson and you're in finance, you know, this is always have a bit of a landing pad set up, you know, a savings account, something on the side. We hear it all the time. Unfortunately, they don't teach finance in schools unless you get into the college level stuff. I wish they did even back to elementary school, just simple lessons on compound interest and why it's important to have some money set aside not always spend every you know allowance you get although I never got an allowance <laughs> I, I mean
1: they they could they could teach an entire course on what your credit score is yeah. and why why your credit score how it moves why it's important why you need a good credit score I mean that that's a that's a entire semester worth of Uh, education right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, of course they don't. I I think the the school system is designed just to create robots out of all of us. So we'll be really good workers for somebody else, which uh, uh, no, thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I think the school the school system's designed to pat itself on the back and it's all these standardized tests but th- that's that's another topic for another podcast yeah we I think. could <laughs> spend hours
0: on that discussion for sure so looking ahead with the brake fix podcast I like to ask about bucket list items where do you see this going have you guys thought past the next year two three or are you just still ramping this thing up and trying to feel your way through and adjust and move just like being on a track in a new car
1: we We have thought about it. I believe we do have kind of a rough draft of a strategic plan and what we want to do. But we want to grow the podcast into more than a podcast. We want to be able to tell people's story, obviously sticking with the podcast uh, platform. But we want to grow into, as I touched on earlier, video. Um, If there's a way we can figure out how to do the video production, we want to do uh, uh, on-site. We've actually already started doing this on-site. Recordings and interviews at live races with some of the drivers and things like that. Find other methods to reach people and get the stories out that may be greater than the podcast. We'd love to get hooked on partnerships with, with like, you know, we do the crossover episodes with you uh, and with other podcasters um, to, to, I guess, bri- I guess um, widen our reach. Mm-hmm. And we just want to continue widening our reach even outside of the podcast uh, world.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. There's a lot of different ways to go with this uh, platform than people think. So, And, yeah. you know, things are changing so much. I had a, a talk with uh, Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars yesterday. He's going to be a returning guest. He was a very early guest on my show, number 36, and he's going to be on the oh, show. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's going to be on the show next week. And so we were talking about cable and what's happening. You know, his his TV show ran. He goes, I never dreamed my show would run as long as I did. I thought after the first year it would be over. Who would want to watch me? And I think it ran 16 plus years to in the air but he said something very profound because he's about to do some new things with his career and he said, he goes, I guarantee you in the next four or five years, cable, there will be no cable TV. It'll be gone. It's just, it's it's so outdated, not working. Roku platforms and other streaming platforms are the way to go. And I think you and I, you're much younger than me, but I'm trying to be young in my knowledge of IT mm-hmm. is that there's so many other ways now. And I, I think of how little I watch TV because there's some great... uh YouTube channels I like to do that are content created by amateurs that do a fun job and it's enjoyable and there's a whole world out there so uh yeah there's a lot more to do it's it's pretty 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 cool so special vehicle story for you I mean for a guy who's had so many so many things that roll on rubber holy cow if you could pick one and share a story that would be cool other than running into horse trailers
1: uh so i've already told that one i actually had three okay um but uh, so we've already talked about the 99 camaro that i missed that car i i had a 99 ducati 748 that was my first motorcycle my first looked like what i thought was a cool vehicle you know nobody i knew had a ducati it sounded amazing those those motorcycles just sound phenomenal i regret selling that but i always try to I don't always. When I, in my younger days, I tried to keep up with the Joneses and, and tried to get something else. Or I wanted something. I always wanted something else. But again, the grass is green. Grass is always greener, even though it's not. Um, so I always wanted. So I sold it for. I don't even remember what I bought, but. Uh, and then I had a, a 98 Jeep uh, Wrangler TJ that was lifted on 35 in- or 32 inch tires, open axles. I mean, I didn't put a lot of money into it, but that was just a lot of fun, you know, driving around, taking the doors off the top off. Uh, I beat the, the crap out of that thing and it just kept taking it. It just loved it. Uh, those, are, those are the three vehicles out of probably the 30 or 25 or 30 that I've had that I miss the most, I would say. And then uh, a runner up or um, honorable mention would be my first track car which is a 2003 GTI we dubbed Eddie because my racing number is 666 um and Eddie from Iron Maiden and number of the beast and all that um, yeah. that was that was my my first track car I I miss that car too but when I when my my son was born I decided that I needed something less you know track oriented and more like I, something I could drive on the street and have some fun because my, my time is limited in being able to get to the racetrack and having a track-only a track only vehicle just wasn't going to work for me. So I had to sell Eddie. Uh, then I bought a, a Mark V R32, uh, which is kind of what I have now with my Tundra.
0: Well, welcome to parenthood. Changes all perspectives <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was riding a 750 Ducati Monster and a Envy Augusta F4 and had little kids and every time I I, I talked my wife into jumping on the back of my Ducati because you could take the seat off and there was an extra space for her in the back one time and I was very careful. We went for a ride and didn't do anything silly and we came back and she got off and I said, what do you think? She said, all I could think about is our kids being orphans the entire time I was on this thing. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it kind of puts your perspective in a different place and as we said, bikes are dangerous, but they sure are fun. Maybe off-road stuff. I've got lots of friends who have families of little kids are riding off-road little motorcycles. It's a lot Mm -hmm. safer and uh, maybe that's in your future. I have a feeling it might be. So I'm going to be your <laughs> car psychologist here. Uh, this is an interesting place to go. We do this here on Cars. Yeah, is into your mind. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be though. This is how you perceive yourself. You got to dig a little deep for me here. Might have to get the tissues out, do a little analysis. Uh, what would you be and why?
1: You know, I thought about this question a lot over the last couple of days, you know, preparing for the, for this interview. And I, I ultimately came up with two options. Um, they're both kind of about the same. But the one I'm going to go with is the Mercedes-Benz CL600. Okay. You know, the big V12, huge, yeah. huge horsepower. One of the ones from like the, the early 2000s. They're quiet. You know, they're they're unassuming. They just look like any other, you know, Mercedes coming down the road. Um, but if you pick a street fight with one, yeah. you know, you're going to get annihilated. And I kind of feel... That's kind of me. I'm a a big guy, you know, like it's a big car. Uh, I'm kind of quiet and, you know, uh, unassuming. I I don't stand out with the exception of my size. You know, I don't stand out with my voice or my persona or anything. But if I was somebody else, I wouldn't want to mess with me.
0: (laughs) That's a pretty good way to say it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh what was it? Walk quietly, carry a big stick. You know, I mean, it kind of yep, that's yep. what that that CL600 does. And you know, there all there's all sorts of cars like that that do that. I kind of think about. I have an E46 M3. That car is kind of that way. Uh, people just saying, oh, it's another BMW. But you hit the sport yeah. button and you go, and the thing takes off. And uh, there's other cars in the world that are like that as well. Even think about the wonderful Mercedes Black Series cars. Yes. I mean, you yeah. don't know what those are, but holy mackerel, <laughs> don't. Pick a street fight with a black yeah one series. of
1: one of my all time favorite cars is a CLK Black Series. If I could if I could scrounge up the money and convince the wife that I need one of those cars, <laughs> uh, it would be in my my garage right now.
0: Yeah, well, you know, there's a the thing about need and want. And my, exactly. listeners, my, my listeners know this my mom taught me this i used to say mom mom i need a new bike she goes no you want a new bike you already have a bike and i go yeah but i want what i need and i need what i want and she'd look at me and go go to your room smart kid you know? so uh, <laughs> there you go how about a great book love to share books that people have enjoyed here on cars yeah
1: all right so books yeah great books i have three well two books in a series of books um okay. that i'm gonna say uh, one is performance thinking by Doctor Jacques Dallaire. Uh If you listen to the Breakfix podcast, we actually interviewed him at one of the SRO races uh, not too long ago. Um, but it's all about getting out of your own head, you know, and, and finding being able to operate at your your highest peak performance all the time, not just in practice, but in the big game. You know, you know, we use the sports analogies or the big race. You know, or that big speech that you've got coming up in in the boardroom. You know, it helps you get out of your own mind and stop thinking about the doubts and start thinking about all the you know the good things that that, that are going on.
0: Yeah, he's great. He's been a guest here too, and I love that book. He's yeah. helped a lot of drivers get over mental. Uh, move. Do you think about even great athletes like um, Tiger Woods, who went through a really bad period of mindset, you know, failures, and then came back strong? And uh, yeah, yeah shock is great. Great book.
1: Yeah, and he's he's got a he's got another one that's also geared towards helping your your children reach their their full potential as well. I have both of them, obviously, because I, I've got a son and I want to make sure that I I help him grow and support him in the best ways that I can in whatever he wants to do. Um, the next book is obviously we talked about David Goggins, his book can't hurt Me. Uh, that oh, book yeah. is you got to callous the mind. It's, it's an amazing book. His journey is just fascinating. all the things that he's accomplished you know in his life and from the childhood that he had that was not the greatest of childhoods um, to be able to, to be who he is and become you know what he's become. It's, it's a fascinating book. It, it's very eye-opening and it's just a, he's a wonderful person. I, I love that guy. I would love to actually interview or, or talk to him. Just sit down and and have a beer with him and just pick yeah. his brain. The next one is not inspirational. It's more just you know because I like to read uh, and I'm very big into like fantasy books like uh, Tolkien and, and George R R Martin and stuff. Uh, this is the uh, it's the series is called the Stormlight Archive uh, and it's part of the uh, bigger overarching Cosmere series by Brandon San- Brandon Sanderson. The first book is of the series is called The Way of Kings fantastic read very very fantasy oriented i just you know i love those books so
0: yeah, you can escape in those kind of books. Very cool. Exactly, exactly. All right, we're going to have some fun today because I'm going to be your benefactor. I'm going to open the checkbook and I'm going to park anything you want in the driveway so you can go for what I call the ultimate drive. And you can take it anywhere, anywhere in the world. Or if you want to be like Elon Musk, we'll launch out into space uh, playing Rocket Man Forevermore. Wonder where that wonder where that car is now that he sent out there. And uh, I, I'd love to thought that someday an alien will fly up next to it and look over and go, what? on earth is that? Uh, I'm sure he's thinking that way too. And uh, you can take anybody with you, even somebody who is not with us anymore, someone who's deceased, which opens up the world of opportunities. So what's the ultimate drive look like for you today, Brad?
1: Uh, Well, this one's going to be a little bit of a tearjerker. Oh, okay. Um, so the person is going to be my mother. She passed away from complications from lupus. She oh, she had lupus. She's yeah. dealt with that for several years. It's tough. A yeah. lot of people don't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't know what lupus is, but it's it's a autoimmune uh, disease. Uh, it's very. It's very, terrible. It is. It's yeah, it's a terrible. My mother in
0: law had that. It's. Uh, yeah. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. Go go look up the Lupus Foundation for more information, and please donate if you can. Sorry, I didn't mean to to plug there, but so she would be the person that I would uh, I would drive with. Um, She was my closest thing in my family to uh, a car enthusiast. So Uh, the car would be a Ferrari 250 GT California long wheelbase. Uh, I say long wheelbase because I'm a big guy and probably I can fit in the long wheelbase more than the short wheelbase. Uh, And then we would drive up and down Pacific Coast Highway.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Well, nice choice of car and nice choice to drive and, of course, taking your mom. And, again, my condolences for that loss. Uh, Yeah, that disease is just horrible. I mean, there's so many terrible diseases. But a lot of people, when you mention that, they don't have any idea. So, uh, yeah, my wish is that that gets eradicated from the world uh, so people don't have to do that. But that Pacific Coast Highway Drive, I've done that many times. Uh, It's it's a lot of fun, beautiful. Uh, The key there is to take your time and enjoy. And if you do a little series, turn around and go. Back and drive it down and going the other way, and then turn around and drive back on the other way. Uh, did that a couple times with my son for sure. You've taken us on a fun ride today, Brad. This has been great. Uh, your cohort in uh, your endeavors at Break Fix podcast, Eric. Um, he did a great job too. So, for you listeners that missed my talk with him, that you'll find that on the Cars Yeah podcast or any mobile podcast app. Before I let you go, could you share a success quote, or mantra, maybe some type of words of inspiration for our listeners?
1: Uh, I have a couple. Um, one is, uh It's actually a quote from one of Quentin Tarantino's films, Four Rooms. Uh, It's the less a man makes declarative statements, the less apt he is to look foolish in retrospect. (laughs) Um, So basically, just keep your mouth shut. Uh, And then uh, what's behind you doesn't matter. Obviously, the the Enzo Ferrari, the famous Enzo Ferrari quote, things that happened in the past. Yeah, they they shape you and they make you who you are, but they don't matter when it comes to what's coming in the future. Just look forward and keep plowing ahead. Uh, and then the, the thing that I thought of uh, is actually one of Eric's favorite quotes. It's uh, we're looking for the, the thing that gets us to the next thing. You know, you asked us what we were looking to do with the podcast, you know, where we want to go. We want to go to YouTube or where whatever, you know, comes after the podcast, you know, to grow the channel, you know, and grow our footprint, our platform. That's going to get us to, you know, the next thing after that. You know, we're always looking ahead, you know, trying to see what the next great platform is, how we can get these stories told uh, and then how we can reach the maximize our reach, you know, to, to make these uh, these stories told and, and heard.
0: A couple of these have great they're great metaphors for racing, because, as you know. Uh, When you race, you're always looking way ahead, not in Mm -hmm. front of you. And, yeah, it doesn't matter much who's behind you, really. Um, You're just always looking way down the road. I have a great quote that ties into what's behind you doesn't matter from Ayrton Senna. The past is just data. I only see the future. And Mm -hmm. I put that on my business card uh, when I started this podcast so that instead of dwelling on what I used to do, focus on what's way ahead of me and how am I going to get there and uh and so forth so uh great inspiration there how can people learn more about you and the break fix podcast
1: um they can catch breakfast on all as eric likes to say the podcatchers. pod, the pod- uh, yeah, sp-
0: i like that term i never heard that term before i might have to steal that
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah by all means go for it uh, we're on you know spotify apple you know wherever you can find your wherever you get your your podcast fix um you can reach us on our website www.gtmotorsports.org Um, You can catch us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, GT Motorsports. Um, Just look for us anywhere.
0: I'll put links to all these on Brad's show notes page. Check out the Brake Fix podcast and uh, you follow me on social media listeners. uh, As soon as my show pops up on theirs, I'll make sure I post that so you can listen to me with the mic flipped a little bit. That's always a little awkward for me is to have the mic flipped and have to answer questions. It's uh, but it's a fun thing. And I had a, a great time with you guys recording that show. You did a marvelous job so i'm really looking forward to the finished product brad thanks for being so generous today with your time your expertise have fun with that new little boy what a great new adventure you have coming in your life you have no idea what's ahead of you but it's pretty darn great being a father of two wonderful children and and now a grandfather which is even cooler you can spoil him and send him home so that's kind (laughs) of neat until you and i talk again my friend i'll see you down the road all right thank you you're welcome